0: Hello, welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. In this episode, we speak with friend of the show and digital expert, Shaf Mansour, about how digital has been evolving over the past few months and what solutions it might hold for charities. We speak about what charities need to think about when looking at take-up of digital solutions and what we can learn from the Cost of Giving report. This episode of Charity Chat has been brought to you by our platinum sponsor, work for Good. Work for Good is a fundraising platform helping businesses raise funds for charities through their sales. The platform makes the legal agreement needed for businesses to fundraise from sales quick and simple, saving charities time and resource and enabling them to raise more unrestricted income. Pop to workforgood.co.uk to learn more and book a free demo. So, without further ado, here is friend of the show Shaf Mansur speaking with us about the evolution of digital. Delighted to be joined by Shaf Mansour, digital expert and friend of the show. Shaf, welcome back to Charity Chats.
1: Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me back. It's great to be back
0: again. Shaf, listeners will remember you from episode 134, which we recorded back in March of last year. What have you been doing since then? And how have you been, have you seen digital in the sector transform over this time? Yes.
1: So, yeah, we've been, I mean it's no it's no secret we've been you know we've been we've gone from as a as a nation i guess we've gone from one one crisis to another there's the charity sector feeling the impact um hugely out of that um from you know from the pandemic into straight into rising inflation and then and then rising interest rates obviously the war in ukraine um going for almost a year now and then and then impact of brexit and supply chains raising costs further for everyone so yeah, whilst charities have made a lot of progress um, in their own knowledge, I think around digital and understanding of digital, particularly through the forced, you know, forced lockdown during the pandemic, there's been an increase in digital maturity. But also with that, I think we've seen um, that comes with higher expectations from the sector as well. So, and then with the, with that, then you start getting new risks introduced around security and data protection as things like hybrid ways of working um, have become the norm. You know, um, in terms of what we've been working on, and what we've been trying to focus on, it's you know really keeping our focus on things that are going to make the most difference in these in, in, in these times as well. So looking at how income generation obviously being very important to charities, so how that can be maximised. Um, we've seen, you know, charities are working on initiatives to improve things that m- might have been taken a bit for granted before, like gift Aid. so improving their data around gift date, making sure they're submitting their claims um, more often and making sure they are submitting the claims, making sure that data's clean as well, um, so they don't get the risk of rejection on those. Um, and from our perspective, you know, we just want to make that as simple as possible. So where where it's a link with HMRC, we we make sure that the data is as clean as possible to avoid those rejections and then all, um, make it a simple um, process to claim that as well. So we've done things in our website to help them claim that via a few clicks, if it's from website donations, and then also through the CRM where they can claim via many different channels. Um, and it's interesting, again, trying to keep trying to keep that as um Maximise the return on investment for charities on that as well. So we don't we don't actually handle them any of the money for it. So they don't they can they can manage that themselves, making it completely self serve. So they can claim back that that money from the government from HMRC and um, and they get 100 of that money as well. So I don't know. So there are some other there are services that can do that for them, of course, but there's always a charge associated with that, or more often than not. Um. Also, we've noticed that donors are very generous as well. So this is this is a really interesting space to look at. I think. Um, We've been looking at the data we've got. We've got some features where we can, charities can ask donors for a little extra contribution in addition to their donation to say, can you help us cover, historically it was to help them cover things like payment processing fees, where Stripe or Go Cardless might charge a little fee on the donation. And we took a little look at that data and found actually donors are really generous. They'll they'll give a donation and they seem to be opting in to give a bit more as well where this ask was made. So we've been sharing that back with some charities and experimenting a little bit more with that. And we've seen... um it's by default it's opted out so the donor always has to click to accept that and and donate a bit more so it's that i think that's a really important thing here it's not something that they're being tricked into or or kind of misled about they they are reading it and they're opting in and we're seeing you know up to 70 percent opt-in rates i've actually seen a couple of anomalies where it's gone up to about 90 percent. but we're seeing donors opt-in which suggests you know they are willing to help charities through difficult times and they understand that there are overheads at charities that need covering on top of the of the support they're giving to their um supporters and we we did a bit of further research on that as well um and get got some really interesting feedback from the end users on that telling us that you know where things like they, they say things like where we can see that you know the wording is transparent and it's clear where this money is going um i'm happy to give it because it means that 100 of my donation will be used to the cause that i'm intending to help here mm. um, and i think that's a very very interesting space as well so that's something that you know been been in progress for us this year and we're rolling out to more and more charities to enable them to to
0: if they want to ask their donors for that they can um and,
1: and that's quite a significant
0: amount of money isn't it i suppose i mean in some cases i i, I don't know about stripe but off of things that i've seen with other providers um that could be five six percent of the donation amount couldn't it i think
1: yes on some of them yeah. Some of them by default, they start at 12.5% and 15%. I've seen
0: Whoa. some
1: default to 20%, but that's not um that's not going to the charity more often than not. That's usually to provide the platform itself so Mm. this this feature here this is all this is all part of the donation flow and and the the funds go directly to the charity so the idea is that the donor's been asked for a donation and then just towards the end they're asked if they if they're able to contribute a little bit more to help cover the costs of um the charity can specify whatever it is they want them to cover oh i see it's um, it's an added contribution and the charity can can change those percentages while they have control to 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 give them an option or multiple options to say would you like to give 2%, 4%, 6%. The mm. charity can control all of that. Um, it's I think it's a really interesting space. I think it's a we're in changing times, you know. We're uh faced with a barrage of things going on. Charities obviously feel it so much um because of the increase in demand on services, but also their staff are also feeling it as as everyone else is in in the um in the nation as well. So it's a it's a really interesting space. And I think we're looking at how we can get more you know understand that data more share that data back with charities more so that they have the information to hand and they can they can act on it if they need to um i think also around that when we're talking about fundraising here as well i think you know charities looking to corporates for funding funding as well where other funding is i mean it's always a case for charities it's always you know it's never never taken for granted and always always things could get cut and changed depending on government priorities but um We've definitely heard more charities asking about you know how they can get involved more with corporate fundraising um obviously the big give is very popular annual campaigns generates an in- incredible amount in the short time it runs but we do hear from some charities that don't quite like the, the fit or don't like the pressure it, it puts on them and their teams um but they do want to try some match funds. so we've also created some really simple functionality around that to enable matched funding. Mm. Um, and we've seen some great results as well. So one charity that was um, experimenting with this as part of our beta program, saw their average donations uh, increase by over 200%. So um, some huge, huge impact on that where, where the donor can see that the impact
0: of their donation can be doubled, you know, by, by, um, are giving to that charity and I get I guess this is something that this is something that charities regardless of the platforms or whether it's the big give or something they can do this independently right I mean in theory if a if a charity had um a big funder or a corporate funder they could potentially talk to that corporate funder about putting forward some money that they then ask other funders to then match or something like that
1: absolutely I think it's um it's something that is beneficial to both so if they have a relationship with a corporate or it doesn't have to be a corporate it could be an individual if they have if they have a relationship with with a, with with someone or something that can give them some money for um, can give them a donation it's doubled for both so you know when they put that out to match funding from their donors and and the message is usually your donation will be matched
0: hmm.
1: um, or doubled then it's it means that the impact of that donation by the initial funder is also doubled because uh, it, it's it's subject to that match funding so it, there's mm-hmm. there's definitely um an increase in value to both there um and it can be yeah it can be there's, they don't need to be part of a massive campaign it can just be if they've got a pot of money that is that needs to be matched so that that's kind of how we focused our um our initial simple feature on this it was around um just playing into that fact that the, the the when a donor is making a donation at that point that they're making the donation when they can see that the number that they're putting into donate so whether it's 10 pounds or 20 pounds can be doubled immediately they go back and they might increase their donation because they can see the increased impact it can make mm. um and that and that's and that's what we've seen and validated with the data um as we've run that beta i think another um another point just to to reference whilst we're talking about this is around user experience as well i think Noted that the you know, digital maturity at charities has, has definitely increased over the last few years faster than it has, I think, over many years before that. Um and then obviously the increase to exposure to digital and technology beyond the usual digital teams, traditional digital teams or techie people in the organization. Um, although we have still seen some some webmasters about, which is always always fun to see those job titles. But um you get it's it's more it's more people in their ordinary jobs having to navigate the digital landscape more mm. now and i think what we're finding with that is the expectation that things just work the same way they work on their apps and their smartphones which i think is a good thing for the sector i think it adds a good pressure to improve user experience and make sure that these things are accessible and intuitive um mm. and not and don't need really specialist knowledge of how to work in the background you know you want you want anyone in the in the charity to be able to log in and and, and publish a web page or edit a donation form or something like that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be overly specialist knowledge on
0: that and i guess how i suppose there's a there's an element of um a lot of this technology being internally facing and externally facing isn't it that um you know if there's a donation page for example on the one hand the externally facing bit you're going to have donors who need to be able to use that and so it needs to fit with their ability to use technology and on whatever apps um, and you know devices they've got, and then internally you need it also to be usable by the the staff. I mean, is there is there a sense that with technology generally that um, both the users on one end and the users on the other end need to have that same level of knowledge, and the technology needs to service both of those levels of knowledge at the same time? That's a really good question.
1: I think if I've answered it correctly, I don't think they need the same level of knowledge necessary but I think they will have similar levels of expectations because mm. we're talking about human beings here and they're all they're, they, you know the the person making the donation could easily be the same person working at the charity I think there's a lot there's overlap there as well so I think it, it's back to that point of we need to make sure that it's intuitive and you, you rightfully made the point there are not every product has both the front end that face you know the end supporter will see for example a CRM the end supporter will never see that or very unlikely to see that the person working the charity is more likely to be the one working with that um so it's kind of one one interface that we need to worry about there mainly and make sure that that's intuitive but where it is a website you've got the back end and the front end it becomes more of a challenge because you, you need to make sure that it's easy to use and easy to edit and manage from from the charity side but also that they're supporters who could be a whole range of abilities and ages and all the kind you know if you, if, if demographics are even a thing in that in that space but there are all different abilities on these things, and and I think um, it needs to be really simple that that for that end user as well, so that they they can easily find what they need and take any action they need um, in a clear and transparent way as well.
0: And and with the I suppose in the last kind of couple of years or beyond that now, um, I suppose we've had this big shift: people working from home and and remote working, all this kind of stuff, much more. I mean, I remember. It was only a few years ago that I was lucky to work from home one day a week, and now it's the majority of my time working from home. But um are you seeing then, I suppose, the, the kind of the um evolution of how we manage data, how we interface with each other as charity professionals as well? Is that having to adapt quickly to meet the new normal? Uh, absolutely has to. Um, and it is. I think charities the charities
1: incredibly resilient in this in this area like there was definitely a shock when when things um, initially kind of I think the shock of the pandemic itself shocked everyone um, I think charities did adapt you know mm. if you'd asked them six months before that in six months time if you had to overnight switch to working from home do you think you can do it you'd have probably got I'd say a fair amount of saying not sure no and a lot of blockers and a lot of kind of red tape going up and risk but when they were absolutely when they absolutely had to they did it um mm. which is incredible and then i think a lot of you know there are risks around that as well so there's there's still a bit of catching up to do i think around making sure that everyone in the charity is aware and um, understanding and has um yeah i think a, a certain level of understanding of the risk you know making sure that people are aware of without you don't want to scare them so they don't you know paralyzed into doing anything but people need to be aware of of some of the cyber you know the increased cybersecurity risk how they can protect themselves how they can mitigate that risk as much as possible mm. so we are seeing um more questions around that um and i think that's that's you know that's where the, the tech companies are are needing to you know make sure that they they they're transparent about their work in this space um also where possible to share knowledge provide 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 some training on that provide some knowledge on that as well
0: and I guess we've. I'm sorry. I realize I'm jumping around a lot here, Chef. I'm fully haven't answered most asked most of the questions yet. But um, in terms of uh, yeah, so you, you spoke before about the, uh, the things that charities can do in terms of gift aid and using digital to really, I suppose, engage with their supporters. I know that recently, in the last few months, there've been a few reports about um, surveys that have been done. I think Civil Society did one, which showed that there are. A million, I think I've also seen a three million figure, less people in the country giving to charity. And I've seen something about um, a big reduction in people volunteering for charities as well. Is there a sense that um, charities that you're working with are focusing on giving a kind of a deeper connection with those that are still able to support them rather than maybe having a kind of a more quantitative approach? So... I think
1: the data that you're seeing, they, we do see that they we do see those you know those reports come through. I think it fluctuates. I've been I've been you know lucky enough to work with the sector for over ten years now, um, way over ten years now, <laughs> um, and you see you see these things fluctuate. I think where where you have economic pressure, donations seem to be the first things that get hit in some cases, but you do sometimes see other charities and in, in the subsectors of the of, of the of the sector, you know benefiting from that because people feel the need. So it, it's, I think it switches around. Um, things like volunteering also fluctuate. I think also where there's limited, you know, where people do feel this, the pain around economically, they can sometimes um, look at other ways of donating and other mm-hmm. things to donate, such as time. And I think charities charities are good at usually um, offering, offering but at the end of the day i think charities to survive and to to provide their services it does even though they might support they might be able to offer volunteering experiences um opportunities i think um they still need the funds they still need the money i think it's around being resourceful but also um looking at how they diversify those income those income and revenue streams Mm. um and they can do that you know with with trying different types of appeals trying to um encourage you often see on charity websites you know 100 100 ways a to z to fundraising or 100 ways to fundraise and stuff like that are always quite good So i think you know seeing charities refresh those and promote those a bit more to give people a bit more inspiration um but it is it is a real challenge yeah and it is always worrying when you see the numbers of of donors dropping and you hear but again some charities will will have either implemented or will be implementing strategies to try and, um, sustain their income a bit more. So where they've seen, you know, one-off donations can be much more volatile. Um, they can, they, you can see charities using their data and their CRM data to start to encourage some of those initial one-off donors to become regular donors, regular givers, and, and hopefully that helps, um, sustain and help them you know have more predictable income as well.
0: And I guess we've in the technology industry, um, there's this idea of disrupting an existing markets or way of doing something. Uh, what can the charity sector learn from this and, and how should charities be considering how the cost of living crises and other crises uh, can lead them to evolve how they work?
1: Yeah. So I think whilst it sounds, it might sound cliche, but there are, there are always, you know, the most challenging circumstances are always kind of opportunities to, to try and find um and not to take away from the reality that you know, the situation is absolutely hellish for many charities, and especially those who are facing the cost of living burden, but also the people that are working for them facing the same challenges, whilst they see the demand on their work and services increasing as well. Um, and I think, as I as we mentioned before, like, the, um, despite the, the constant negative media against charities that you feel, I mean, unless you're living in a complete bubble in the charity sector, you know, the... the External media do seem to, particular particular segments of the media do seem to hammer at charities a little bit. You almost get an annual article complaining about something or, you know, creating some kind of outrage about something that a charity's done. Um, but I think good still kind of prevails in this stuff and people as a whole still believe in charities. I think that's real positive. That's something I've definitely seen in the cycles over the years I've worked and and they can people still see the good that they can do. Um, and I think charities can continue... Doing the, I don't think it changes too much in terms of talking about the need. They do that, you know, and continue to do that well. um The increased need and urgency right now, and to talk about the impact of the help from supporters. I think these things have been talked about a lot before, but they are it, at any time. This, year, you know, now is the time to talk about it because I think it's easy f- where people have got their own stuff going on. It's easy to get focused on on yourself as an individual, your family, or what's what's mm. immediately, and it can be quite easy to lose. So it's a, charities need to kind of cut through that and and keep keep their awareness there keep keep raising that awareness and letting people know that they are also suffering it's easy for us in the sector to know how charities are impacted in many ways by it it's not always that easy for someone outside to understand quite the many levels that a charity is impacted by this you know more than any other sector so Mm -hmm. I think making sure they communicate that um, and also keep Mm -hmm. talking about the impact also data as evidence right so um, I mentioned earlier the the, the fact that supporters are opting in to, to add more to their donation, I think that just kind of validates the fact that people do care and want to help more if they can, if they're able to. It's just making sure they have the information and the ask is there. Um, and I said, you know, they, they like the transparency, so making sure that that transparency remains and they know exactly where their money is going or what it's being used for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think around also... This this is all this is all good as well, but you know, it taking 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 to the point that charities have got increased pressure, it's difficult to recruit sometimes. Um, there aren't always budgets to recruit, so they, they kind of need to do more with less or with what they've got. Um and so automations an exciting space in this I think that's definitely where technology can really start to fill the gap a bit more and help scale what charities do it's getting easier to set up by people who don't know how to code I think this is something that's definitely advancing more and more um the tool, tools are becoming way more intuitive um you don't need a developer to necessarily set up an automation anymore as long as the tools have become enabled you know so they are they can be connected um the technology is increasingly connected uh and then just I think it, it's always difficult to do for a charity because they're under so much pressure and so little time. But it's so important to carve out that time to have a think about what the priorities are mm. and, and to rethink them regularly as well. Um, what are the desired outcomes they want and the journeys that they need for them and their supporters to get there? And then to think about which tools might actually help them achieve that. I think often charities dive into the tools and, and hear about this new thing that's going to solve all the problems, but actually they haven't quite defined the problem first. Um I think that's really, really important. So whilst automation is definitely something to think about, take a step back and just think around what is it that we actually, what is it we need to do? What is it, where are we under pressure? What can we, which area of our work could we do with, you know, scaling Hmm. and how do we do it at the moment? Which parts of this are manual? And then which parts of this could be connected and automated to help relieve that time from the person doing it?
0: And I guess the, um, yeah, I suppose my last question, really, <clears throat> what what do you hope the charity sector will take from the recent um, Access Group report, the cost of giving? So, I think if I had to
1: say, if I had to say, just two words, I'd say the positives because I think there is definitely there are definitely positives in it, um, and that's why I really enjoyed that report because I think when you talk, when you when you read from particularly ignore the bits that I've said read the bits from the sector, from the charities that have um, contributed to that as well. And I think it was really refreshing reading from them where under all of this pressure and under all of this, um, I guess, stress and uncertainty, they do see positives and they do see opportunities and they they are, they're not just sitting back and, and kind of gonna take the hit, you know, they're, they're looking at how they can evolve and improve the way they're doing things to, to navigate through it. And um, it is so easy to feel helpless under all this pressure um and then obviously not to you know before we've mentioned the responsibility that charity workers feel about the causes they're working for and that's whether it's helping people animals or the environment like the passion is always very evident Mm. um the charity sector is very good at sharing knowledge and supporting one another and i hope that the report goes towards contributing to that but also that charities continue to do this as they learn and they and they adapt um and, and they, you know, it's it's definitely the sector that helps, helps help one another a lot in, in that um, we're looking at what we can do to help facilitate that a bit more as well. So in addition to the, you know, from from some of the points in the report where we talk about transparency and knowledge sharing, we're looking at whether we've got infrastructure, whether we've got office space that can be shared for more events, um, for meetings, for conferences, to keep, to keep increasing that knowledge sharing and transparency mm-hmm. there as well. Um, I mentioned earlier about Impact and need. So, again, I think around messaging in in the report itself, we've got um, at the end of the report, there are some key takeaways, and and I can't help but I'm going to have to repeat some of those because they they were kind of a summary of the report. And I think around the impact and the need is really important. So, to keep building and nurturing those relationships with supporters um, and making sure their communication is as good as it can be on that. Um, Using data, again, to, to help focus in the right places, but also to help build out those automations to do as much of the heavy lifting as possible especially where supported journeys and supporter engagement um and you know personalization's been something that's talked about for years so using that data to make those journeys personal and timely as well so that they'll see you know good results from that and then keeping it simple as well so you know only investing in the systems that will really genuinely help the teams do more um, it's not just important for the uh, return on investment in terms of how much you spend on this stuff, but also um, in terms of engagement and revenue or access to services. But it can it can help avoid burnout in the teams. So I think it's really important to not overlook the well being of the teams and the people working at the charities as well. So mm. by investing in some of these systems, it's not just to help the charity get more money. It's not just to help engage their supporters more, but it really should help. You know their teams achieve more without having to work double the hours to do the same. Um, And that will improve well-being of teams if they've got the right tools to help them scale their
0: effort. Fantastic. Mansur. thank you for contributing again to Charity Chats. No worries. Thank you very much for having me back. It's good to be back. A big thank you there to Mansur for once again sharing his insights and expertise with us here on Charity Chats. There are security and data protection issues with hybrid ways of working and charities need to be ever mindful of these issues. The use of data to understand your supporter giving is crucial. Charities also need to make sure that any supporter facing technology is intuitive to ensure better engagement and as part of the charity's user journey and as part of good stewardship. Schaff also talked about the expectations that we should have as charities to be able to use systems without specialist knowledge and that everyone in a charity should have the knowledge, training and systems in place to be able to publish content on websites and other platforms for their audience. Claiming gift aid to ensure you are getting what your charity deserves and ensuring that your donors know To gift aid their donations is crucial. Charities should find ways and systems of easily managing gift aid donations and Schaff spoke about donor willingness to contribute further donations when asked as part of this process. This might be a way for charities to ask donors to help cover the cost of overheads as well as specific projects. Schaff also talked about the benefits of match giving and how charities, whether they use existing initiatives like the Big Give or their own events, Can see a big increase in giving. Many of us have adapted how we work and charities are running very differently to how they did before the pandemic. There is still catching up to do to ensure risks are mitigated and that systems are adapting to meet this new normal. At this time of strain and stress on the sector and those who work within it, now is the time to ensure that our digital processes are optimised to support our internal teams those we're seeking to support and those we're seeking support from. So thank you, dear listener, for getting this far with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode and continue to enjoy the podcast. We'd love to hear either way. Please do like and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Plus share with your colleagues or friends who may be interested. It's just left for me to thank our corporate sponsors. This episode of Charity Chat has been brought to you by our platinum sponsor, work for Good. Work for Good is a fundraising platform helping businesses raise funds for charities through their sales. The platform makes the legal agreement needed for businesses to fundraise from sales quick and simple, saving charities time and resource and enabling them to raise more unrestricted income. Pop to workforgood.co.uk to learn more and book a free demo. Also, like to thank Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit magda ang smith for our beautiful website check it out at charitychat.org.uk and forest fools for playing throughout the show and for playing us out right now that's it for me keep on doing what you can speak to you soon cheerio bye bye